interrupt this program to bring you a quick word from our sponsor. And shout out to Zambezi Group, who is back again this week. For all of you who live in Khabarini, Botswana, they have protective face shields that are growing for only 55 pula. 55 pula only. The shield provides a clear barrier that sits right in front of your face. It also serves as a reminder for you not to touch your face. It is made of food grade clear plastic and it comes in five amazing colors such as navy blue, maroon, black, white and teal. I already got mine so you better get yours. If you would like to order all you have to do is call them on plus two six seven seven four nine eight nine five double eight. That is plus two six seven seven four nine eight nine five double eight. So you can protect yourself and your children from coronavirus okay and let them know that k-w-a-m-a k-w-a-m-e sent you okay let's start the damn show your V-lips get glossy You my main my dessert and my entree To infinity and Beyonce But the nyash and Nicki Minaj It's big, big, big like what, 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 what I said the nyash and Nicki Minaj It's big, big, big like iPhone 10 Plus I am Sweet dick, yo After that Sweet dick, yo y'all grab your cups and get ready to discuss can we talk can we talk hallelujah holla back culture kids and welcome to another exciting episode of can we talk the podcast where we celebrate and critique the best in Afrobeats. we do this every saturday because saturdays are for who me k-w-a-m-e that's official kwame i told you kwame kardashian is dead but if this is your first time on the podcast or listening to the podcast i am a Ghanaian, tanzanian pan-african entertainer curator and entrepreneur from botswana so usually we start the show with a little bit of a motiv- uh, motivational message or i told you my reflections that i've had from during the week and these are usually inspired by conversations that i have with my mother so we officially have our first special guest on the podcast miss J. hello hi hi wow i'm so honored um I don't know all of the all emotions all of all sorts of emotions are, are up up in the air um yeah this is not going to be perfect because it's my first time um yeah but yeah uh kwami thank you well thank tell you. me tell the people like who you are what you do um besides I'm not gonna being say, my mom <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say i'm um, basically I'm, I'm i'm kwami's mom um i have the honor of being his mother he's such hey. a, yes he's such a wonderful um young man who has um, so much potential um, I guess I'm also like his guiding, um, guiding force or, um, definitely. Yeah. On, on, on where he needs to go to, because I see that in him. And definitely like my number one advisor. Oh yes. Oh, thank Financial you. advisor, business advisor. For people who do not know, we actually have a business together that goes by the name of Machi's Kitchen, where we do what? We Ghanaian food. Mm-hmm. 
And then over and above that, he's, which he's really downplaying, is a business that he has started. He registered it and then <laughs> up and left. <laughs> but when I needed to um, put a name to the clothing brand and the store that I'd opened for National Skincare and, and, and African Clothing, mm-hmm. I named it Kwame Inc. And mm-hmm. fortunately enough, the company was already there that he had registered, I don't know how many years ago. Is it 2009? Yeah, so over 10 years Yes, ago. yes. So That means this was... This was long before I even had any plans to go to Ghana. This was probably when I was in UB. Yes. This I think is around you're, you're then. Hey, I had vision then. True, vision. yeah. So you actually put it out there. Mm. Um, which is, yeah, something else that I believe in very strongly. That um, everything along the your journey in life um, happens for a reason. And yeah. it's out there. Yeah, but that's that's a talk for another day. Mm. Yeah. You see, this is why you need to get into it and yeah. more often. I'm trying to yeah. get my mom to set up her own... You know what? Let's not mention it here. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it off air. But basically, I'm trying to get her to have her own platform to do something like this because I feel that she has a lot of very good knowledge and life experience that she could share with people for an audience um, older than my own, but then sometimes also for stuff that you guys might need to know. So with things to do with financial literacy or how to conduct yourself in your business relationships or in your personal relationships. I think she has a lot of very good knowledge on that. So we'll get there, but then we figured, let's try this first version and see how people feel. So um, one of the discussions that we were having this week, as we have every week, just inspired, just being around each other, around the houses. Mom, you brought up mindfulness. Mm. How did we even get to the topic of talking about mindfulness? Well, this is um, on this personal journey that I'm on, and I've obviously wrote to you in. Mm-hmm. When I'm trying to understand situation and people, we can't really um, avoid being around people mm-hmm. because that's what humanity is. Yeah. So um, I'm at a, a journey, my in a stage in my, in, in my journey where everything that happens will. I've started being very intentional mm-hmm. and very, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm saying no a lot. Mm-hmm. And um, because, what's the word that I use? I always say, I'm not taking it. <laughs> yeah, she says she's not doing shit for 2020. She's not taking it from anybody. She's yeah. not doing nonsense. Yeah. So, yeah, the kids always tease it and, 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 and yeah. And then this brought us to the topic of mindfulness. Now, I want to know from you, what does mindfulness mean to you? Mindfulness is um, it's more of a new word that has been around. Um, we haven't been paying much atten- attention to it, but it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's awareness. Yes. It's awareness. And to break it down even further for somebody who is, is not thinking too much about it, it's like knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oprah says, when you know better, you do better. Yep. So mindfulness is like the highest level of, of, of where you can get to in terms of your knowledge. Mm-hmm. So you know something. Mm-hmm. You're aware of it. Mm-hmm. You become mindful of it mm-hmm. when your intentions now, mm-hmm. everything you do is, 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 is based on the knowledge that you have. Mm-hmm. So, so this is mindfulness from um, no. yourself, first of all, because I, th- I, I believe everything um, starts with self. This is mindfulness of you, your experiences, what you've been through, how they affect how you interact in life and your relationships with people. And then next, mindfulness of the situations around you people around you and relationships and and so forth but i think it 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 has to do with for me personally what i wrote down in my notes is it suggests that oh sorry 
It says mindfulness is pretty is a pretty straightforward word. It suggests the mind is fully attending to what's happening, what you're doing, and the space that you're moving through. Would you agree? I agree totally. Mm. And I'm glad you use the word experience because this is where it comes in. Some people have experienced stuff, others haven't. Yeah. So we need to be, when you're at a stage of mindfulness, mm-hmm. um, this was when I was listening to Donald Trump's reaction and Hush. people who are probably not uh, black, I like to use the word brown rather, but anyway, mm-hmm. and are uh, feeling certain ways or acting certain, certain ways. Mm-hmm. We've all had different experiences in life. Yeah. But the truth is, obviously, when you're for, from a particular shade, that is, automatically, that's just the way the world is. You mm-hmm. are marginalized in a certain way. Mm-hmm. But the way we respond to it depends on whether we have experienced it personally. Yeah. Whether you're black or not, you mm-hmm. may or may not have experienced it. Mm-hmm. Or whether you're of another race, whether mm-hmm. European or whatever it is, you may or may not have experienced it. But when you are able to... Um, Sympathize? Um, engage on a mindful level. Mm-hmm. As a black person? As a human being. Okay. Whether or not you have experienced a certain injustice, yeah. right, will depend on how mindful you are. Mm-hmm. On or, or that if, is how you react to the situation that is at hand. Okay. So, so basically, if... I understand. Basically, if even if you haven't personally been through the same sort of experiences as a black person or a disenfranchised person or any person on this planet... Mm-hmm. Um, has been through. If you are mindful, you can still empathize and sympathize, and you can call out injustice when you can see injustice being done. Is is that kind of what you're alluding to? That's what I'm alluding to. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you so you have this knowledge, you have this understanding, you have this awareness. Yeah. So mindfulness is you're you're you're, you're sympathizing with mm-hmm. what whatever injustice is 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 is, is going on. Mm-hmm. But it's not any everybody who gets to that level. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard work that like we were discussing. Yes, it was yes. Hard, it's hard work. Yes, it's intentional. Mm-hmm. It's something that you may know something, but mm-hmm. if you do nothing about it, in terms of 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 of, of getting action to understand and, and action mm-hmm. or whatever it is, even if it's not action, just being mindful about it, being aware of it. Mm-hmm. For example, and if, confronting it and confronting it. For example, if you're in a certain position, like we had said, and you are aware mm-hmm. that. Black people are marginalized. Mm-hmm. And you have a choice between probably giving a, a job offer to somebody who is black and somebody who is of another race. Mm-hmm. What would you do? Mm-hmm. Because you are in an empowerment position mm-hmm. and you know that automatically when two people are looking for a job, this is just the hard truth of what Yes, it is. is. It's but, more likely that the white person is going to get the job even though the white person probably... The world is built for them to have multiple opportunities to get things but for a black person like we were discussing is when you apply for things when you're trying to get it whatever it is you're trying to do once you're doing it it's probably one of your only chances one of very very few chances that you're going to get so let's say you have the same level of education same level of qualifications or even like we were discussing yesterday Mm -hmm. how as a black person you have to overachieve you have to go above and beyond Mm -hmm. but then a white person can have the most basic of skills mm-hmm. and they get given opportunities. So like you were saying, if you're mindful, then you have to decide for yourself, well, am I going to do what's right and what would help more people? Exactly. Or 
am I just going to take the easy route and go with what's familiar to me? Because maybe as a white person, if you, some people might be, want to say, well, I'm going to hire someone that looks like me. Mm-hmm. But then what happens is then there's far too many people mm-hmm. who looks like you, and then everybody else doesn't have opportunity, mm-hmm. of which they could maybe even excel even further than the person that you that you were hiring, but you don't even give them the chance to because you didn't have the awareness, the self-awareness and the mindfulness to know that you should do something. Exactly, exactly, mm. yeah. So. And then we also discussed how, um, well, how mindfulness is a choice <laughs> because, like we said, it's, it's, it's very hard work. And coming out of this lockdown, COVID-19, pandemic people have had a lot of time to sit and think and get their lives together and start do hopefully start doing the hard work and confronting real truths about how they feel about themselves um their relationships their environment their world and everything like that and this is one of the reasons why i feel that people are reacting to systemic racism in such a big way globally because people have had the time to do the work and now people are more conscious but that comes with what Mindfulness. mindfulness yeah simple yeah yeah. Mm. yeah so like you said it's 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 something that is is work mm-hmm. it doesn't just come to you mm-hmm. and um but you have started, to choose to do you the have work. to choose mm. this is what i wanted to 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 you know highlight as well that it's a choice you can sit there and be ignorant about stuff mm-hmm. yeah you have the knowledge because ignorant is bliss yes true mm. and just be ignorant and say oh okay well it is what it is mm. but when you are mindfulness you're a step above that yes. where you say you know what I can actually do something mm-hmm. by not just being ignorant. So you make mm-hmm. a choice. And then this goes back to a discussion that we had some time back and probably do another podcast. Mm-hmm. The difference between aging and growth. Mm-hmm. You know, you go from um, one age to the next as in years. Mm-hmm. Um, today, well, for example, I'm 49, I'm turning 50. Lots so, of carrots. Oh. <laughs> You're about to turn Virgil. Oh, okay. Virgil is... I'll, I'll explain a little bit later. So Virgil Abloh is a... I might as well explain it now. He's a, a fashion designer for Off-White and Louis Vuitton men. Mm-hmm. But he's Ghanaian and then he moved. his parents moved to America whenever. So he donated only $50 towards the, the black ah. man's matter. I told you this. Yeah. So now people have started calling 50 people 50 or $50, whatever, Virgil. Oh, okay. So if you're turning 50, you're turning Virgil. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Which is what this episode is called. This episode is called... Is called uh, two Virgils. Oh, okay, cool. So like keeping so it one hundred, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically, yeah. So you add another year to 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 your life. Do you look back at your experiences, your engagements? Mm-hmm. I love to call them engagements, on on your journey. And what do you do? Mm-hmm. Is a status quo, as mm-hmm. in you continue as is, mm-hmm. or do you grow from these experiences? Mm-hmm. And that is where success is mm-hmm. when you actually grow. If you're confronted with the same experience again or same engagement again how do, how you, do you handle it exactly and you should be that able to recognize growth. it because you've been through it already exactly and it, it doesn't matter if you're getting older if you haven't learned or done anything because just the way you're born a baby and then you grow into um, teenager adult whatever you're supposed to grow with your mind your body your spirit all at the same time but then if you um refuse to grow which i think is also a choice then you refuse to i think because a lot of people choose to stay in what's comfortable to them exactly what they know but you have to do you have to yes choose to do the hard yeah. way if you want real success yes. and real fulfillment yeah. so growth yeah growth 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 will challenge you and mm. i up for the challenge mm. that is the only true sense of of actually because mm. so. it's confronting yourself your experiences 
and and everything which is a lot of people are not willing to do but then we were forced to do that i hope people did yeah, yeah. because it i think it makes you a bigger and a better person afterwards yeah, yeah. Mm. so yeah it's a choice okay so now we're going to give people uh five ways to practice mindfulness uh, the first one that I have is start your day with a pause. Now, you know me, of course. Mm-hmm. I don't wake up early. I like to <laughs> ease into my day. How do you like to ease into your day, just personally? Um, before I go to bed, normally I think about and write down. Most That's of number time. five. <laughs> no, no, no. I do it backwards. Okay. Before I go to bed, mm-hmm. I think about and most of the times I write down the stuff that I need to do for the following day. Okay. Okay. So when I wake up in the morning, the stuff, because I guess I've gone to bed thinking about the stuff. Yeah. Before I get out of bed, I run the stuff through my head. And um, something that I'm trying to stop, I'll probably go through um, social media and yeah, find exactly. out what's up. Mm. But funny enough, some motivational either affirmation mm-hmm. or something comes to mind. And that's normally will mm-hmm. set a nice tone for me for the day. Mm-hmm. So for you, it's about setting your intentions for the day, but starting the night before. The night before. So it's starting the intentions for the day. That's the first thing I do in the morning. Okay. So then number two, we move on to... This one was talking about savor your morning coffee. For me, this means savoring and taking the time to really enjoy the things that you personally enjoy. So like the small things, whether it's brushing your teeth, putting on a face mask, making your coffee, sitting outside to look at the sun, whatever it is, what would that be for you? What do you like to savor in the morning? Uh, in the mornings, uh, I guess... Um, is it your quiet time? It's my quiet time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my quiet time. And um, normally that will be in the shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the shower, funny enough, is the place where everything just like... Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what that meant. Yeah. You know, so I'll have a nice long shower. Mm-hmm. And then it's like me and my morning tea. Yes, that mm-hmm. was... Um, it, so it's not coffee for me. It's that nice yeah. hot shower in there. And, you know, all the thoughts... Start to align and make align sense. Align itself and make sense. Okay. Yeah. Number three is take a walk, which basically means keep active. And then once you're doing that, pay attention to your breathing. I am not... I did yoga once last week. I haven't done anything since. Mm-hmm. But it's important to do active. You go to the gym a lot more than I do. Yeah. Are you yeah. starting again soon? Yeah, I am. I am. Well, I've been doing a lot of housework, which also gives yes. me... Yes. Um, True. I realized that... I couldn't understand why it meant so much to me. Mm-hmm. And I realized that even though there's a lot of chaos going on around, maybe personally in my life yeah. and in the world and everything, but when, when the house is in order, mm-hmm. exactly, like with the, my surroundings, I'm like, oh, I got this. Yeah. I feel like, girl, you're on top of your game. Does it. You know. Does it. So, so, yeah. For me, that is just so calming. I feel strong. Mm-hmm. I feel... Um, like I'm in control. Yes. I feel organized, mm-hmm. and then I'm ready to face mm-hmm. face the day. So. Yeah. Now, for people who might not, um, maybe you might be lazy, or you don't, I don't know, you don't necessarily clean your surroundings yourself. I have also found that a simple step like making your bed as soon as you get out of bed has been it's actually been proven you can look it up helps clear out your mind and set your intentions for the day and just start you off on the right path okay this is kind of dragging so we'll quickly get into number four practice gratitude how do you practice gratitude we have our own way that we we've started doing it in our house but how do you practice gratitude? yeah um every morning um i recall the day before mm-hmm. i'm like wow um Yesterday was a good day, even the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. But then as well, I... Um, 
Tell them about the new thing that you taught me. When it when it comes to paying for stuff. Ah. That and also okay. This is something I, I read about online. I can't find the link though, but mm-hmm. anyway, it it seems to be working. Mm-hmm. That everything you do, do it with thanks. Mm-hmm. Whether you are giving mm-hmm. or receiving. Mm-hmm. That's why they say Bible says the uh, the it's a cheerful giver, mm-hmm. and then when you give, you receive more. Mm-hmm. So even and if it's Jesus a bill, said, "There's more happiness in giving than there is in receiving," which is very is. true. So even if it's paying my bills, I do it with joy and gratitude. I don't hold back and like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, I'm down to my last whatever it is. I feel so good that I've actually paid this bill, settled it. Exactly. So got it out of the way. Got it out of the way. We can next. move on. Maybe it's not the complete amount, but you know, at we're least getting you there. have done something. Exactly. We're getting there. And I think that helps um, set the energy that you put into yes. everything is exactly what you will get back tenfold. Because if you are constantly saying to your money yeah. or whatever it is that you're doing, that why you're doing this, I'm doing this begrudgingly. Mm-hmm. I want this is taking away from me. Then yeah. it will always take away from exactly. you. But if you say, okay, thank you for giving me this opportunity to feel good and responsible about what it is that I'm doing this feels good, then it will continue to come back to you. Spot on, spot on. Okay, and then the last one is slow down before you sleep. So this is something that I personally have tried to do more of because I have horrible sleeping habits. I tend to go to bed usually when everybody's waking up in the day. But now I'm doing a little bit better. We've moved from 9 a.m., then we moved to 6 a.m., then we moved to 4 a.m., and now we've moved to like 2.30 Oh, sometimes I'll be in bed by 12 and I try to now, instead of sleep with my phone, put it on the charger and put it very far away from me so that I'm not constantly uh, checking it, then switch off the lights and, and, and go to bed. Um, so basically slowing down and, and taking your time to really um, calm down your mind, your body, your spirit and everything whilst you're going to bed. So those are five steps that you guys can take to practice mindfulness. And the one thing that I think didn't talk about in the article that I read this about was meditation, mm-hmm. which I think people are, think is this very home, like it's very far out of people's reach, but it's not very difficult to do. I think it involves just being still. So for example, if you have maybe five minutes in your day, 10 minutes a day, or even less, whether you're starting your day, finishing your day, you just sit down and allow yourself to be still, to be silent. And just go through, travel through your body, feel everything, be present, set your intentions. And I found it to be incredibly relaxing because meditation and mindfulness go hand in hand. Yeah, this is what I was going to say. Well, I mean, we're in sync. (laughs) We're in sync. Spot on. Meditation is is, is mindfulness. Mm -hmm. If you want to achieve it, yeah. Do a lot of, of, of medication because you think about stuff. Meditation, not yeah. medication. Oh, mm-hmm. so, uh-huh. it uh-huh. is medication. Though. It is. Yeah. Spiritual medication. Yeah. yeah. So think about stuff. Think about the stuff you know, and then yeah, you become my, you become aware of it. Mm-hmm. And when you are aware, that's the, the why they talk about self awareness. When you become um, self aware or aware of things, it becomes part of you. Mm-hmm. So exactly. everything that and you and it comes do, so much easier in order it's for part you to of your, yes. your persona as a persona. Yeah. Yeah. So let's start practicing mindfulness. So if each of us can start being mindful, mm-hmm. we can actually change the narrative of the story. Exactly that. And I think we should, we should cheers. Thank you, Jams, as I call her, <laughs> for being the, on this episode. 
Um, if you guys like it, let me know what you think. You leave comments and things like that, and maybe she shall return every time that we have something to discuss with you guys. Okay, we're going to take a quick sip of our wine at 11 o'clock in the morning. Now that Botswana has released alcohol for us again, and then we shall get into your president, aka Prezidu, this week. Okay? Thank you, Kwame. Thank you for being here. Okay, now let's jump into our first segment in the show. It's just going to be me and you now. This is called a President, a.k.a. Prezidu. And in this segment, we celebrate Africans doing dope work. First up, Nigerian superstar Tiwa Savage and her We Are Tired hashtag. Um, to give you guys a bit of backstory, hold my hand because it's going to get a little bit morbid. I, morbid, I warn you. Nigerians are demanding justice for an 18-year-old called Jennifer who was allegedly attacked and raped by a gang of five men in Kaduna in Nigeria and another 16-year-old high school student by the name of Tina Ezekwe, who was shot and killed after police opened fire at a bus stop in Lagos during a nighttime coronavirus curfew. Disgusting. But it doesn't end there. A level 100 student of microbiology at the University of Benin in Edo State has died after allegedly being raped inside a church in the city. Her name is Ms. Vera Uwalia Uzu Umo Zuwa. She was aged 22 and she was reading inside a church in the city when the attackers, when the attackers surrounded and raped her. Bro, there's even more. An 18-year-old student of the Federal College of Animal Protection, sorry, Animal and Production Technology, um, also in Nigeria, an undergraduate by the name of Barakat Bello, who is undertaking a national diploma in science laboratory technology, has reportedly also been attacked and killed. This happened June 1st. I mean, first of all, just so much going on. So I have to say shout out to Tiwa Savage for using her platform to, in order to speak out and to have people to continue to show their support and to raise awareness and to just start doing something for our young black queens and our, our all black women, honestly, and African women and men as well who have been... Um, subject to rape because this is not something that should still be happening in 2020 and people are just getting sort of a slap on the wrist or being able to go scot-free it's 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 just unfair it should it should not be happening and this brings us back to the major question of or, or problem of injustice that we face in this world now tiwa savage took to her twitter page on sunday expressing her frustration over the state of the nation while seeking an end according to her nigerians are tired of complaining about the same things for years and years without solution so she tweeted um hashtag we are tired of senseless killings lorries failing on the road and killing passengers acs catching fire and burning houses young girls being raped young boys being killed by sars no jobs for graduates and the list goes on now she encouraged people to add their own frustrations by using the hashtag um we are tired because she said personally her list is long and i agree now when i was doing my research on all of this i came up with a list of i found a list of 10 countries with the highest rates of rape and you would be surprised to know that the top four in the 10 countries in the world are in africa and specifically in southern africa at number one south africa at number two i'm ashamed to say botswana number three lesotho number four swaziland i uh, i don't even know what to say but i have to say shout out to the women who are speaking out in ghana um radio and tv personality and youtuber helen appear um um poof 
Ampofo. Hey, babes, I'm so sorry if I butchered your surname. I've seen her. Um, she's been out and protesting and raising awareness. Also got to say a shout out to my personal friend, Eugenia um, Bafo Banco, a.k.a. P um, Kim Bakope on Twitter, because she has been doing the work for a hot minute. She's a Bachelor of Arts majoring in counseling and psychology. She founded the Safe Space Foundation in 2017, which is... Is that a... Is the government listening to me? Can y'all hear that in the back? Do you hear that helicopter? I'm just going to keep recording. Ooh, they're coming for me. Listen, I'm going to still talk about what we need to talk about here. But back to my girl, Kim. She founded the Safe Space Foundation in 2017, which works on the prevention and of sexual and gender-based violence. Using her voice and resources, she has created an anti-sexual um, non-profit organization battling sexual violence by empowering educating and seeking justice for sexually assaulted survivors she also holds um, monthly self-defense classes for victims of, se of sexual violence and they also provide free therapy sessions for survivors of sexual assault although these classes are more geared to females who have been victims of sexual abuse and would like to learn self-defense i myself went to one of these classes i found it to be very educational because i also wanted to learn um general self-defense and i also wanted to know what it is that my female counterparts are going through and some of the struggles that they have and how i can help aid them in putting an end to rape because the problem with what is going on right now and is not what women wear. It's not about how they carry themselves. It's not about, oh, well, she was asking for it. Or, well, she said, she kind of gave in and she said yes after, like, if you pester someone, you're already committing. If you, if someone has already said no, that they don't, that, and they're not consenting to do whatever it is that you add, consenting adults would like to do together. If they have already said no and you keep on pressing them and pushing them and pushing them and pushing them, it's just as bad as committing the act of rape because you're forcing someone to do something that they didn't want to do. And now because of your pressure, sexual pressure, um, pressure and intimidation, you've put them in a situation that they did not want to be in in the first place. So because I wanted to know how I can help, because the problem here is rapists. <laughs> okay, it's not the women, like I said, it's not about what they wear or how they act. And this goes for... Um, men too who have been subject to sexual abuse it's not about how they carry themselves or whatever it is point blank period don't rape <laughs> okay we have to start there the problem is with the rapists it's not with the people who are victims it is not their fault it is the sick mentality that people think it is okay for you to violate somebody's body like that so if you guys would like to take some action and you would like to join in the fight for justice for tina and uwa and several other um Africans that have been subject to sexual abuse, you can log on to www.culturecustodian.com forward slash join the fight. That is www.culturecustodian.com. Okay, um, I think I will pro post some links on my Twitter and my Instagram and everything for you guys so that you can find the direct link there. Now, what you will find is a list of organizations that you can financially donate to who are working for working to fight against sexual violence against women in Nigeria. You can also dedicate your time by vol volunteering at these organizations if you're in a better t position to do so than to support financially. But I know there's a whole bunch of petitions and things going around that you might be able to find on the website as well that you can sign so that... 
the work can be done, okay? Now, keeping it in Nigeria, Nigerian-American influencer Jackie Aina, YouTuber, who's so conveniently also engaged to a Ghanaian, has been calling out beauty brands for a hot minute um, um, that have spoken out or donated to the Black Lives Matter, what I'm calling a revolution. She has encouraged them to either pull up or shut up. Now... This is actually the um, work of Sharon Tutor, who is the owner and founder of African beauty brand Oma Beauty, who got fed up of being the only person at the table in the corporate world and started her brand of her own. And she has really, really dope products, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. It's an initiative that was started by her that Jackie Aina has showed her support for. Now, what they're asking is they're asking for consumers not to buy from beauty brands until they release the number of black employees that they have in executive and leadership positions. She asks that brands release their numbers within 72 hours. And I absolutely love it. I think this is the way that you help dismantle systemic racism, inspired by what has been happening with George Floyd and more other people that have been subject to um, police brutality. This is what you do to continue to do the work. I thank God that they're tearing and tearing down everything and rebuilding it at the same time. It is about equal opportunities. It is about what is fair. And I think, I said this earlier, that the worldwide response has been unlike anything that I personally have ever seen before. And I think it's because, like I said, we're coming out of the time of COVID, of when we were stuck on lockdown and people had a lot of time to think and people are a lot more awake and for the people who say that oh i don't see color i don't think i think it is impossible for you to live in a colorless world we don't live in a colorless world to begin with because there's so many beautiful colors when it comes from the plants to the trees to shades of clothing what have you that we have in the world so i don't think that you can be colorblind and when i was thinking about this this brought um a quote that one of my good friends, model, influencer, and all-round cool girl, Nature Inger said, Nature, for people who do not know her, is half British, half Motswana. So she's simultaneously black and white. Mixed, as people would call outside on the continent or in Southern Africa, we call them colored. She said, and this is such a powerful um, statement and quote for me, she said, if you do not see color, you do not see me. And I 100% agree, agree with that because... So long as you have any skin color, <laughs> black, white, brown, whatever it is, you, your color carries so much of your culture and so much of who you are. And it's, 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 it's not supposed to be something that is divisive and something that puts us apart, but it's something that we should use to be able to celebrate the beauty and the different shades and forms and characteristics that we all come in. You know, So I feel as long as you have brown skin, this is your issue too, okay? And also, it is LGBTQ Pride Month. So let's keep that same humanitarian energy for our brothers and sisters in the LGBTQ community and protect their will to live as well. Because you can't simply say Black Lives Matter, but it's only certain Black lives. It is all Black lives, okay? Now, Jackie Aina went on to um, call out Fashion Nova and a couple of other brands in an earlier video. And they said that they had now committed $100 million in donations to um, community resources and activism, awareness campaigns, and other initiatives to help fight for racial equality and opportunity in America. Also got to say shout out to Lego, as in the Danish building block toy brand. 
They pulled advertising for their police-related toys and donated $4 million to fight racism and inequality. So, Jackie Aina, shout out to you for doing the damn work. Shout out to you, Tiwa Savage, for doing the damn work. Definitely my two presidues this week. I wanted to start with the ladies. Also, listen, I saw someone tweet this. They said, and a lot of people have been sharing this too, that they are lucky that right now black people are looking for justice and not revenge. Because listen, if we were trying to get revenge from 400 years of slavery, oh, it would be a very, very different story. But right now, we're just asking for justice and for fairness of opportunity. Gotta say shout out to some of my faves who have been doing the things, um, not just only on the continent, but outside. American entertainer Kiki Palmer, who you might know from Akilah and the Beast, Deadman, um, Sarah and Kiki. Um... Several other things. She's an actress. She makes great music stuff. Multidisciplinary, um, multidisciplinary artist. She's such an inspiration for me personally in my life because she's someone that I've seen do it all. She does comedy on social media. She's written a book. She's been a TV. Um, she is a TV show host. She had her own talk show. She makes music. She's a dancer. She's an actor. And for me, seeing her at the front line protesting and asking soldiers to march with um the other protesters for black lives matter was just such an empowering thing, um thing for me to see as a young person especially because she's someone that i admire so much of you can and you should do it all when god has blessed you with so many incredible talents and things that you can share you should be able to do all of those things so shout out to her for speaking with such passion if you guys haven't seen a video there's a video um, circulating on social media where um she's asking soldiers to march with the other protesters she just she spoke with so much passion it was just it was giving me everything also shout out to tinashe who people consider as american but listen her father is from zimbabwe and so long as her name is tinashe i will claim her here on the continent shout out to her she's been out protesting in the streets shout out to justine sky now technically justine sky is jamaican but me i call her justine akosia sky <laughs> because i've just claimed as african for me myself and i Okay, and shout out to people like Jay-Z, Beyonce, like just people are speaking out and that's what I really love to see. Jay-Z put out um, full pages and ad space in newspapers um, to bring awareness. Even my mother monster, Lady Gaga, handed over her Instagram to organizations to help share information because she has, I think, over 40 million followers on Instagram, which I think would be a great platform to be able to share um, awareness and information that people could use you know so i love that my faves are doing it i hope your faves are doing it too but if you guys would like to get involved you can log on to black lives matters dot card dot co that is black lives matters with an s at the end dot card spelled c-a-r-r-d dot c-o okay there's various petitions that you can sign to help the cause and places that you can um donate to also Go, go forward, do the work, spread awareness, but guard your life and your mental health while you're doing so. And finally, um, our final president, well, two presidents, let's get into the guys, this week is John Bayega. John Bayega is a British-Nigerian actor. You may know him from Star Wars, Pacific Rim. We talked about him last week. Um, filmmakers and actors, including Jordan Peele and Olivia Wilde, are standing by with are standing by him as he delivered a rousing speech at the at a Black Lives Matter protest this past week. Now, um, the Star Wars actor rallied crowds at the demonstration at a demonstration in London's Hyde Park following the death of George Floyd, telling activists activists 
that now is the time to demand racial equality. So shout out to him for doing the damn work. If you see the images of him, you can see how passionate and distraught he was because he was shedding tears as he was speaking. And it was it was uplifting yet heartbreaking to see at the same time. And last but not least, our final president this week is Canadian superstar at The Weeknd, who indicated that he donated $500,000, as in half a million dollars, across several organizations to fight racism and inequality. He also urged major labels such as Spotify, Apple Music, and so forth to pledge their financial support. Now, why I wanted to mention The weekend is because The weekend, for people who may not know, actually is of Ethiopian descent. Yes, both of his parents are Ethiopian, and then they uh, moved on over to Canadian. So shout out to you, The Weeknd. Shout out to John Boyega. Shout out to Jackie Aina. Shout out to Tiwa Savage. Shout out to my girl, Kim Bakope, of which if you're trying to get in touch with her Safe Space Foundation, her handle is at Kim, spelled K-I-M, um, Bakope, which is spelled B-A-A-K-O-P-3, okay? That's K-I-M-B-A-A-K-O-P-3 on Twitter. And you can find all the information that you need on there. And shout out to my girl, Helen, absolutely love your videos. Okay, now shall we get into the gist? Oh. Sorry, I had to take a sip of my wine. First up, Virgil. Virgil, how dare you? In the words of my girl, Ducky Thought. Virgil, how dare you? Off-White founder and Louis Vuitton menswear artistic director Virgil Abloh, who is conveniently Ghanaian, has responded to claims that he's a, in quotes, sellout after he posted a $50, that's it, $50 donation fund in support of Black Lives Matter. When I read this, I, I was so annoyed, perplexed, exasperated, all at the same time. I said, look at this Kwasiasem. Hmm? Now, when I actually thought that Virgil might have been a Kofi, because this sounds like a very Kofi thing to do. If you are Kofi and I'm dragging you, I'm sorry. But if the shoe fits, wear it, Cinderella. Only to find out that he's a Kwabana. And I completely agree with my girl, um, Sudanese, Australian model, Ducky Thought. She tweeted, and then she put it on her Instagram. She said, Virgil, I have not even met you personally, but how dare you she said if you people are going to go and loot anywhere this night better you go to the louis vuitton store and the off-white store first because bro you cannot be head designer and founder of big streetwear fashion brands like off-white and be artistic director for louis vuitton men and then all you give or what all you show that you give first up was 50 dollars and we'll get into what he actually gave afterwards and what more he has done. But I think it was a very, it was very careless. Now, he's, he says that he was following a donation train. So there was a bunch of people who were tagged and then they'll, um, everybody would have to donate $50. But bro, as Virgil Abloh, I don't think that that's what he should have done. I know he had spoken out before because people had looted some of his businesses where he has, he has like art stores in America. And he was displeased about that, but he said that he hopes that whatever it is that people have looted brings them some sort of comfort during this time. And I understand, because looting is is difficult, but is it's difficult for business owners because I've I'm I really feel for the black businesses that are being affected by the looting, but I understand the reason why people are reacting the way that they're reacting is because they has been 
gross injustice for so many years and people have spoken out so for so many years that now people have no choice but to respond and to be passionate and to be emotional and to to somewhat be violent i kind of get it because if they're being brutalized by police with violence how else do you expect people to respond after 400 years do you know what i'm saying so yeah i i don't even know where to go next with this also anokiai who's also um an international model she was also out in the streets protesting shout out to her she's from i think she's also from sudan originally from sudan if i'm not mistaken and she took to twitter and to instagram to speak about the ill treatment and the abuse of her younger brother by the police system so my heart goes out to her thank you girl also for doing the work but back to virgil now france pointed out that the amount the 50 dollars that he gave was even less than some of the off-white products that you can find on their website including markers pens and socks Ugh. Now, on Monday, Ablo posted a statement on his social media accounts in which he addressed the criticism and apologized and offered some clarification. Um, apparently, to date, according to him, he has donated over $20,000 to bail funds and other causes related to the movement. Hmm. Okay, thanks, but it's not quite enough for me, considering that Kanye West was quiet for quite a while, and I guess... I was happy that, um, for people who have not seen, Kanye West actually went out to go and protest in Chicago, which is where he is from, and then he donated $2 million towards various causes, um, such as covering the legal fees of George Floyd and other effective, uh, affected victims, which I was, I was waiting to see that from Kanye, because I saw um, his wife Kim Kardashian speak out, and his family-in-law, like your Kylie, your Kendall, and, and what have you, and I was waiting for a statement from Kanye, because Kanye is one of us. So, and I thought it would be important for him to speak out. So even though he hasn't spoken out, I'm glad that he has donated a significant amount of money and is out there actually doing the work. I didn't expect, obviously, for oh, for other reasons, I didn't expect every celebrity to be out in the streets. I also don't think that you necessarily, um, your form of activism doesn't have to be taking to the street because it can be emotionally and mentally paralyzing and give people a lot of anxiety um, going out to physically protest in the street because you are putting your life in danger. I understand that, and that is not something that I would um, ask and request from everyone. But I appreciate Kanye for what he did, um, and for everybody that is out on the streets protesting and doing the damn work. Moving on and keeping it still in Ghana to Ghanaian singer and entrepreneur Becca, who, first of all, I love, but... She shared her th- she shared her thoughts <laughs> she shared her thoughts on African support for the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, according to her, the Ghanaians who are protesting against racism are the same people who criticize others for marrying people from other African countries. <sighs> like a lot of us, actress and TV personality Amake Ababrese called Becca out for her statement. She tweeted, and I quote. It is incomparable to equate the fight for systemic racism in the USA to African tribalism in marriage and hypocrisy, which I completely agree with. She went on to say, you can highlight that without appearing to diminish the fight about police brutality. Murder is not marriage. Love always. She Now, Becca later stated that her tweet was taken out of context but that they are issues of tribalism and other issues, <laughs> like such as rape, 
um, that plague Africans as well that we need to take just, just as seriously. And I completely understand. I completely agree. But I've got to say shout out to content creator Joseph Inti who stated that when you are bringing up things like this in when people are dealing with a crisis or a pandemic or uh, people are expressing outrage or people are trying to fix injustice, you can, when you're bringing up other things that we should be paying attention to, you can raise awareness and share information and offer solutions or ask people to band together. You can do something either than just critiquing it or calling people out and calling them all kinds of names, hypocrites, whatever it is. Find a way that you can say what needs to be said and raise awareness, but then also offer a solution as to what it is that we need to do. I think in any situation, in order to make your, to get your point across, you don't necessarily have to demean people, okay? We're all here to learn. Let's all learn together so that we can all come together and fight the overall problem that is injustice and divide. Um, hmm, should we talk about Blackout Tuesday? Let's talk about it. Why not? Now, on Tuesday, the 2nd of June, a number of figures throughout the music industry observed Blackout Tuesday, which caused so much confusion, um, which was in response to the murders of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Amud Abri, and other black citizens by the police. Now, the action, also referred to as hashtag the show must be stopped, was organized by two black women, because black women always seem to have to do the work first, uh, for some reason. And then I don't know why my black brothers, my black brothers have to take a, so long to, like, Anyway, listen, it was started by two black women, um, Jamila Thomas, who is the senior director and marketing at Atlantic Records in America, and Brianna Ajiman, who is the former Atlantic executive, who is now senior artist campaign manager at Platoon, which is another uh, music service in America. Now, the day apparently was meant for gatekeepers of the culture to join in an urgent step to take action to um, provoke accountability and change and they were calling it a day to disconnect from work and reconnect with our community which i thought was very helpful but the problem is there was far too many uh, misunderstandings of why people were posting black squares on their instagram their social media in solidarity with blackout tuesday because um, people were using the hashtag black lives um, matter hashtag which i thought was counterproductive because it was taking away from a lot of the very valuable information and resources that and footage that people were sharing um on these platforms using that hashtag so i personally felt during that time because i gotta say shout out to my girl rihanna who closed all of her businesses on um tuesday the second for blackout tuesday and she stated that um, Blackout Tuesday was not a day off for any of her employees, but rather a day to raise awareness, raise awareness and aid in the struggle, which is what it's supposed to be all about. But I feel a lot of people kind of miss the point. But eh, anyway, that's that. Finally, in I Gist, let's talk about June 3rd, which I feel people in Ghana do not talk about enough or did not talk about enough. June 3rd marked exactly half a decade since the horrendous twin disaster at the Kwame Nkrumah interchange in Accra, Ghana happened. Now, for people who may not know, um, there was, due to a lack of proper drainage, there was excessive flooding around a petrol station that exploded and claimed the lives of over 154 people. Now, it is important, and I wanted to commemorate this just to, to, to keep it in your thoughts and your prayers um, and to keep us talking about it. It is important for city authorities to be reminded that they owe it as a duty to all of us to make sure that the public is safe. And therefore, they, I hope they are continuing 
to put in the measures to prevent such disasters happening in the future. So lest we not forget, my condolences and prayers to all the affected. Also got to say a special shout out and thank God to Sway Kid, who is a writer, who is a writer for music culture blog, Call Art Blog, that we've discussed extensively on this podcast before, who is actually a survivor of that disaster. We are thankful for you. Thank God you are still here and you are with us and doing what you do for the culture. Hmm. And that brings us to the end of I Just. I'm going to have a sip of my one and then we'll get into the review. Alright, so shall we review? This is the segment in the show where we review music, videos, projects, albums, EPs, mixtapes, and what have you. Okay, so if you would like me to review your project, all you have to do is send me an email at info.officialkwami at gmail.com or simply just hit me up on any of my social media pages. That is at officialkwami on Instagram and Twitter, which is where I'm the most active. Although I'm getting into TikTok now. I did the Who's Next Challenge. I'm quite proud of myself. But if you'd like me to check out your music and review it here, granted it's something that moves me, <laughs> um, shoot me an email, let me check it out, and we'll talk about it. Gotta say a special shout-out to Naledi Skies for sending me this project. He sent it to me about three weeks ago, and I'd been meaning to get into it, and I'm glad I did, okay? So he has put out um, his debut EP... It is called Broke in Designer. Now, Naledi Skies, who calls himself um, a non-celebrity artist, which I like, is an independent emerging rapper from South Africa. He was born and raised in a place called Vanderbilt yeah, Park, which is a town that is located just outside of Johannesburg City in South Africa. He's been making music for about a year, and he's also juggling his engineering studies in college, which I love to hear. So... It is eight tracks, seven tracks, I can't say it right now, but let's get into what I thought, okay? So the first track, it opens with a song called Reflections, that for me sounded like a freestyle on the realities of being a South African youth in Johannesburg, which I appreciated. Although it did sound like the verse for this song was recorded all in one take, and it seems like a trend that carries on throughout the EP. And I just wanted to say this, now if you're an artist of any kind, Keep in mind that when you're recording music, you don't necessarily have to do everything all at one time. You can break it up and maybe do this part of the verse, that part of the verse, or this part of the bridge. You don't have to do it all in one take. Some people do, but I think it gives you more dimension when you break it up um, and you do it in different sections so that you can give every section of the song a different feel. You know, I think the song did need some ad-libs on it. I wish... Um, he did slow down in some of his raps because I think you can definitely speak with passion, but it also doesn't have to be at hyperspeed, <laughs> you know. But if that's his flow and that's how he does, then by all means, go ahead. But I wish he did um, take the time to attack sort of the high points in his verses um, a little stronger in this particular song so that it could give his flow variety especially when he starts rapping in his local dialect which i thought was really nice to hear but then it segues into um a song called letter to the river which i felt at the beginning of the song it sounded like he was running to catch the beat but then track free <laughs> free track three comes in which is my fate one of my favorites it's called ride slow now the song is about pacing yourself in whatever it is that you pursue and in this song is where I saw him beef up the layering in vocals in the hook. I think also the third verse in the song would be interesting if it was a bit more understated, like maybe it slowed down the tempo or stripped it down to just a piano and a guitar, maybe with the same melody. But then um, 
maybe brought in a male vocalist to sing the hook. I don't know. I thought it just would have given it more dimension. Or maybe if the male vocalist did a bridge on the song or and did a bit and did some ad libs, I think it could have given the song more dimension at length. So I'm gonna let you guys check it out right now. I know the system has never worked for the women out here. Never question the passion, there's no religion in here. Second hand is an option if you've been really watching. Maybe then we can really see what they really find. Ride slow, my nigga, just ride slow. Not bad, right? Next track after that was E30 Freestyle, which I actually wish had a thicker beat. Although, I absolutely love that he finally incorporated more of his native tongue into the song. I think when he raps in what I assume is Tosa, it sounds so good. I think there are a few things that are more persuasive to an outside audience than your own culture. Also, it helps capture the attention of people who might not be too familiar with your culture. I think if he can balance incorporating that more into his rap, it would make it a lot more interesting. Next up, that was followed by a track called Midnight Crew, which I didn't mind, wasn't my favorite track, but then we finally get into what I think is the best song on the project. It is a song called Gonda. I think it has the most interesting production and he definitely saved the best for last. Although, I wish that he had knocked me with the Nosa rap from the jump, but I really did like um, the, the dynamics that he brought to the hook on this particular song. I wish he had put more of that into the verse um, in terms of melody, tone, and delivery, and delivery. But overall, this song in particular, I think has great potential to rock the essay hip-hop scene which is arguably the most spacious or talked about hip-hop scene um from the continent to the rest of the world so absolutely love that song um should i play it now okay i'll play it for you guys now and then i'll give you my final thoughts hey, pull up on you with a chopper hey you need a medical doctor hey this is a diligent factor hey i got the plan like a doctor ah go feed a cup hello shit one of them bodies gone you like more guinea veneno la oh one of the whip gone isn't it dope okay now let's get into my final thoughts i thought it was a very decent debut i really like the content um the subject matter i think it was quite refreshing i think it still has the bravado of hip-hop but with the social consciousness of his environment as a youth growing up in johannesburg i think with more dynamic production um, he would be able to show off more of how skilled he is as a rapper because I do quite like his flow. I think um, just overall, it just needs more dimension and variation in tone and delivery and the production of the beats that he, that he raps over. But otherwise, I think the subject matter is there. The talent is definitely there. What's the score? I think I will give it a very fair... 5.1 out of 10, which is not necessarily a bad score because this is just the beginning. This is his debut project, but I think he has a ways to go. Add to playlist, I think definitely Konda, which is one of my favorite songs. Um, Ride Slow also if you'd like to, and E30 Freestyle if you are a hip-hop head. Okay, so yeah, that's Naledi Skies, Broken Designer. Do check it out. I think I'm going to put 
Kunda is definitely going in the playlist, but we'll talk about that in a second. And that brings us to the end of Shall We Review? I decided to only do one this week because we just have so much more that we're talking about, okay? Okay, now let's move into your WhatsApp broadcast. This is not like the Facebook news that you read. This is news and recommendations that you actually need. And I've decided to make it a thing. Let's get into it. So every week, I've decided in this part, I'm going to give you guys um, a new thing that I think you should watch of African origin specifically well actually not limited to netflix but because i just got recently got netflix i'm super excited and i've been watching a whole bunch of african content so every week i pick one that i'm going to be i'm um, sharing with you guys right here okay so first up um this week oh no i lie last week we did blood and water uh, this week we're gonna do the falls experience on netflix which is a music comedy film um where nigerian artist falls plays multiple characters from a lawyer to a preacher all on this quest to make it to his concert which is the falls experience now it combines cinema and the concert itself which was his successful 2017 end of year show the falls experience now when i was watching this the beginning of it was a little bit hard to follow because to me i couldn't quite follow the storyline i thought it was a bunch of clips or skits that were put together until it got to about the fourth scene i think the dialogue was a little bit off the f and the flow of it the content of the storyline was a little bit hard to follow i was asking myself well how did this character get here what is happening why are they interacting or how is it that they all make it to this concert why is this concert so important you know what i mean just all of the questions that you would ask just watching a regular uh, tv show or series or something of the sort but uh, basically it follows the story of a barrister who for people who may not know falls is actually a real life barrister like <laughs> he is a certified lawyer or a barrister whatever that is <laughs> And and then there's another character who I deem the fool idiot, who's just some fun guy, and then the superstar who is Falls himself, and they all cross pa cross paths at his concert. I appreciated it for what it is because for me this looks like Falls incorporating as many of his talents in comedy, in music, in acting into one film you get into the actual concert mans was doing as many costume changes as beyonce and i was here for it he had three different stages he had multiple artists feature and come out such as yemi alade simi yc and more i also quite like his audience because i've noticed that false has a young yet mature audience i would say that they're about maybe 27 upwards and the thing is it was an enjoyable concert for me to watch and to experience, but I didn't like the fact that it was seated, just personally, because I don't like going to seated concerts. I like to be up and jumping and screaming, and just that's just how I am. But considering his audience, I understand why it was a seated concert, and then obviously people were up and jamming um, when need be, which I think, shout out to him, because it is incredibly difficult to get older people, and I say older people as if they're like 60, his, his audience is not that old, guys, like I said, 27 upwards, but it is more, you kind of have to work hard, harder as a performer to get people who are seated off their feet and dancing and singing along with you, so shout out to him, I think he's such a great performer. Also, the stage visuals for the show, I felt, could have been better. I think the sound was decent and the editing wasn't too bad. And when I say stage visuals, I mean the things that show on the screens behind you. It seemed like they just threw up 
I got his name or the video of the song that he was playing, you know. I wish people, I wish all artists all around would put more effort and time into that. I know it costs more of a budget and I know artists don't make a lot, but I, I would appreciate if it's something that they would consider. Also, for me, the styling of the dancers <laughs> could obviously be, and you will see it when you watch it, could obviously be better. I think some of the coordinationing and coloring of their outfits just didn't make sense. Like there would be times where one, um, maybe majority of the dancers are wearing red leggings and then there's one in like pink splattered paint leggings you know just in different positions and I was like eh, I, I, listen I've come from a history of watching <laughs> like Beyonce concerts okay <laughs> I'm very particular with these things um, but yeah otherwise his styling personally for Falls was top notch it was really 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 good um so yeah, shout out to him. I thought it was very entertaining. I didn't even know that Falls had that many hits because he did this concert went on for well over an hour. And you can see that he put in the work and it shows. And it also shows that this is the quality of and the standard of work that you can get when you just give artists the damn budget in order to be able to put on these shows for us. So if you guys want to check it out, it is available on Netflix. It is called The Falls Experience. Uh, what's the score? I think I'll give it a very fair 6.6 .6 out of 10. Okay. More broadcast news. Depending on when you're listening to this, there is a vigil happening in Accra, Ghana, or happened in Accra, Ghana, at the Black Star Square. Okay. Now, this is um, in solidarity for Africans in the diaspora. So if you get a chance to go to the vigil, please do. It starts at 6 p.m. Or if you did get the chance, shout out to you. It happened at 6 p.m. Or is happening at 6 p.m. <laughs> Um, and if you guys go, please do wear um, your face masks and go protected and stand in solidarity with our black African brothers and sisters across the world. I really, I really would want to go. I really, really want to go. So I hope one of you goes on my behalf. If you can, please FaceTime me from there. If any of my friends are listening and you guys go and you listen, you did the right thing and listened to my podcast before you went to this. Okay, uh, moving on to this, let's support black businesses. Several other publications have done this, but I wanted to talk about this one by Vogue magazine. They've put out a list of black owned fashion and beauty brands that you guys should support now and forever. Now, they have a little bit of everything in there from hair, um, hair products to accessories, for whatever budget you have, whatever budget, there are makeup brands and skincare brands and a whole bunch of stuff such as makeup brand um, Oma Beauty that I've actually wanted to try for quite a while. I've seen Jackie Ina review it before and their products look, I went on their website, <laughs> okay, I had time. <laughs> I went through their products, they look really nice and I like the packaging, I like the amount of product that they give you, like even just looking at the pictures, like their contour and highlight sticks look like it. I urge you to check them out because they are a Nigerian makeup beauty brand. Um, Oma is spelled U-O-M-A, okay? Also, Nigerian fashion brand Orange Culture was featured in there. Congolese fashion brand Hanifa, um, which we talked about last week, who did the 3D animation live stream fashion show. Amsterdam-based streetwear brand Daily Paper that I absolutely love. I cannot wait to own my own personal daily paper um merchandise and like tracksuits they have really dope stuff he did a collaboration with Ghanaian digital visual artist david ablo whose work i really really love if you follow me on instagram you probably see me share a lot of his art on my story 
They did a collaboration with him where they did a series of tarot card inspired t-shirts that I thought were really dope. And are actually not too badly priced. I think y'all could afford it. Probably. You know, if you save some coins. Because I feel like if I'm going to give my... If I'm going to spend money on luxury products, I'm going to give it to my people first before I give it to anyone outside. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with liking foreign um, beauty brands, fashion brands, or whatever. There's absolutely nothing wrong with buying them and wearing them, whatever it is. But then keep that same energy and have that same mentality for our local producers, okay? Because I've said this before, I'm going to say it again. I see brands like Gucci, Balmain, what have you, on the same level as Tongoro, Makosa, Tokyo, James, Jermaine, Blue, everything else, okay? Um, should we do this part? Shall we get into the playlist, darling? Why not? Now, for people who do not know, the playlist is a 10-track Apple Music playlist curated by me and available for all of you guys that I think you should check out of some of my favorite songs this week um, from across the African continent and the diaspora. First up, a Fiat, the big dragon, finally, finally has released this jam with Tiwa Savage. It is called The One. I need all of the gingams to the front because I absolutely love this song. I had been privileged enough to hear it when it was first recorded about, can I say two years ago? And I was unsure whether this was the song that Afia was going to release, but it sounds, it sounded good when I first heard it, when they first recorded it. And it sounds even better now. It gives me very R&B yet, um dance hall reggae vibes and it's just the one bro it's just the one you guys have got to check it out if she is to perform this song and another song of her genius genesis album called are you the one back to back i will collapse because that's one of my favorite fia songs and even this when i first heard it i played it back to back at least four to five times before I could even tweet or say anything about it or before I played it for anyone else. Absolutely love, love, love the song, especially because she she was scatting at the end. Oh my God. If you did not know, this is an Ifia stand account, okay? Moving on to the next track that's in the playlist this week is a track by um, Ghanaian soul R&B singer Ria Boss. It's called Call Up and this was released, I think, about a month ago, but it's been doing really good numbers on streaming platforms and it is a song that i've listened to quite regularly so i decided to throw it in this week for you guys also shout out to ria boss she recently did a songwriting class which i thought was dope i didn't get to attend even though i signed up but i love it when artists find engaging ways to interact with their audience and other creatives there's also some other music in the playlist this week by tato jessica and some imposibina from south africa a song called masa that i think you I think this was in Blood and Water, the Netflix series. I think it was. But it's a song I discovered, I think, late last year that I love, that I think you guys need to hear. Also, Aya Nakamura, who is a Malian singer who's based in France, if I'm not mistaken. She has a song called 40% of her album of self... I think it's a self-titled album. I like the song, so I put it in there for you. And of course, since we discussed Naledi Sky's um, Broke in designer ep i decided to throw conda in there for you guys because why not and at last we have a new mix list for you guys 
So in case you do not know, the Mixlist is a one-hour plug-in-and-play mix by um, Ghanaian DJ ADTJ, and it is hosted by me. And we have a lot for you guys, okay? There's some R&B jams, um, some new sonics for you to put all over your music palette, and then there is some I'm a Piano. Just uh, from start to finish, it's just it. It's one of my favorite. I mean, I know it's only the second, but it's one of my favorites that we've done so far because this is something that I this is something that I would personally put on, and I think that you guys should put on. So, if you want to listen to tracks one after the other, find some stuff that you can add to your personal libraries, then definitely go and get the playlist. It's just ten tracks. Of the ones that I mentioned and some other um, favorites that I have in there. But if you would like to just put on a mix that you can play perhaps um, for your little small link ups with your friends now that you're allowed to go outside again, you're cleaning the house, you're showering, driving around, sitting in a combi, a trotter, whatever it is, or cat died that you are doing with your life, then the mix list is there for you, okay? You can go and flex with all of your friends and say, ah, Come on, see what coming has put on for me this week. The mix list, Joe. You get me? Okay, so make sure you guys stay safe and put that on. If you're looking for all of these links, all you have to do is get onto my Instagram or my Twitter. That is at official Kwame. If you go onto my Instagram, there are highlight reels there for you. One's called a playlist. There's a mix list, the reading list, which we're going to talk about in a second, and so much more. The links will be there. You got it. Okay. Finally, let's close up the show with the reading list. And this is where I give you guys articles or books that I have been reading during the week that I think I would like to share with you and that you guys should get into. This week, we're taking it from visionary art culture publication, Africa 2.0, who we're working on a little song, song for you guys that you might hear or see soon. Okay, they have an article about the incredible Ghanaian living legend, Stone Boy. And in the article, they have a conversation with him on the spirituality in making music and its importance in uplifting people in the revolutionary times that we're living in right now. Now, the conversation centers around the sonics and visuals of his songs, of his song, Leg Big Bay, right? Of an Loga Junction, which is his new album that's out now. So I, I I entreat you guys to check it out, get onto the reading list, which is, I already said, is on my Instagram profile. And yeah, read up on the spirituality of music. And that's it for another exciting episode of Can We Talk The Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know how you felt about me having my mom on this episode. I thought it was a very interesting discussion we had on mindfulness if you'd like to see more of that i think we probably will be doing more in the future gotta say a special shout out to akrawi day for hosting us on their platforms and thank you to each and every single one of you that are listening to this right now or that have supported this podcast i do not take it for granted absolutely love you guys um next up what are we gonna talk about I don't know. You know what? Sati Soul has a new album out. And to show some East African love, I think I will do that next week, probably. I'm, I, yeah, why not? Otherwise, what else do I have to say? I'm about to start my weekend. I'm so happy that alcohol is being released in Botswana so that I can just really just go and sit down and kiki with my friends. I just miss my friends so much. That's all. I don't even want, I don't even want to go out and party or nothing. I just want to see my friends, god damn it. <sighs> anyway, okay. Tifa, thanks guys. Continue to share this podcast, all that fun stuff. To God be the glory. Bye-bye.